People can't read a book if they don't know it exists. Joe Lindsdale. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and I need to say right up front that we're not setting the historical record straight today about anything. In fact, we're not talking about history at all, unless you consider my own personal history, history. Today, we're taking a break from history, but we'll be back to debunking myths in a couple days. So if you want to just totally bypass this episode, I understand. But I really kind of hope you'll listen to it. If you've listened for any length of time, you've probably figured out that I'm a reader, a book collector, obviously a podcaster, but I'm also a writer. I don't know that I've mentioned that on this podcast, but I am. I've written three novels but not really talk that much about them on this podcast because they're not historical. It's also not really surprising that I wouldn't talk about them because most writers hate talking about their books. We write in the first place because we're more comfortable communicating on the page and at a distance than verbally and in person. But as I'm continuing work on several new writing projects, in addition to all the podcasting, it occurred to me that the quote that I used for today's epigraph is 100% true. No one can read my books if they don't know they exist. And since I want people to read them, I suppose I should make you aware of them. Although you love history, obviously, because you're listening to a podcast about history, you may like fiction as well. I don't know. Seems pretty simple when I think about it that I need to tell you about the books. Simple to say, at least, but not so simple to do. I'll do my best, however keep it short and entertaining and if you've stuck with me this far I appreciate it here's the story of my books in a nutshell I love books obviously and I always have I also have always loved writing though I never took it all that seriously until National Novel Writing Month 2005. Eight years after that, I published the first novel in a series about the antics of a group of misfits running a bookstore. That store, that novel, and ironically a real bookstore that I opened a few years later, is called The Last Word. Here's the jacket blurb. Sal Terranova and Camden Templeton are cousins separated by upbringing, the Atlantic Ocean, and a common language. But fate, a run of bad luck, and a dead uncle have thrown them together, and together they must save the family bookstore from financial ruin, from its own insane employees, and probably from themselves. This is the story of what happens when The Sopranos meets Faulty Towers in a bookstore. Now, the last word isn't the first novel I ever wrote. There were several before it that will thankfully never see the light of day. But it's my first published one, and I hope you'll check it out. If you check it out on Amazon, 
you'll see it has 4.2 stars out of 5 and 67 ratings, which means it's not just my grandmother and a couple friends who reviewed it. I was actually most impressed with a bad review that called it, quote, The Seinfeld of Books, a novel about nothing, end quote. I loved Seinfeld, so that intended slam came across as high praise to me. Call me crazy. Anyway, the second book in the series, there are currently three and I'm hard at work on number four and five, is called Writer in Residence. In that one, we move into the world of the writer as well as of the bookseller. Here's that jacket blurb. Sal Terranova and Camden Templeton have survived their first year as co-owners of the Last Word Bookstore. Barely. Just as things are starting to look almost normal, a stranger arrives and gives normal a whole new meaning. As Sal, Camden, and the rest of the staff are about to learn, books are one thing, but writers are something else entirely. Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the bookstore. Now, there are fewer ratings on that one, only 15, so if you read it, please post a review. It helps with the visibility. On the plus side, it is ranked a little higher than the last word, 4.4 out of 5. And though I love all my children equally, the writer in me is especially fond of this one. The last book in the series so far is Booktown, a bit of a fever dream of a book. Here's that blurb. Things seem to be going well at the Last Word Bookstore, but appearances, much like book covers, can be deceiving. Sal Terranova needs a new challenge, and his friend Jake Donovan, well, Jake has no clue what he needs. The answer comes to both of them from a most unexpected source, one which will lead them and their friends on a journey of biblical proportions. Once again, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the bookstore. That one's got a 4.1 out of 5 rating, but only 6 reviews. Third children sometimes get overlooked. You can help change that. So why am I telling you about these books of mine, besides the obvious desire for them to sell a ton of copies so I can quit the 9 to 5 grind and write full time? Well, in a word, immortality. I have far fewer years ahead of me than I do behind me. And on the off chance that our Western view of heaven and hell is totally wrong, these bound collections of my words may well be the only afterlife I get. Which is why I ask, no plead, that you order a paperback copy rather than just the ebook. Hell, get both. Who knows if ebooks will be around a hundred years from now? I know I have no way to play my eight track tape of Creedence Clearwater Revival live in Europe. But printed books absolutely will still be here. I have several that are more than 100 years old on my shelves right now. So keep me alive past my expiration date, please. It'll be good karma. I'll put links in the show notes. And you can also find all of them on Amazon or on an IndieBound search. If you can order from your local bookseller, absolutely do that. I've kept the price of the paperback exactly the same on Amazon as it is from an indie bookstore, so there's no real benefit ordering from Amazon. As for the upcoming books, I can't say much because I'm not sure where they're headed yet. The characters tell me, not the other way around. We'll both just have to wait and see where it goes. 
So that's the ramble for this week. And I hope no one was put out by the self-promotional tone of the thing. If you were, I can't help that. If I didn't believe in the books enough to at least tell you they exist, I would have never published the damn things in the first place. Have a great week. Stay safe. And keep on reading. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.